Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Pastor's Pad, a daily reflection about life with Jesus. And we are starting a very special week this week. Uh, I'm actually recording this on Palm Sunday as we think about the last week leading up to the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Really, the reason that we have hope as followers of Jesus. Um, And so each day this week, I will reflect for the podcast on an aspect of um, the Passion Week and the Easter events. But to start things off, I wanted to start um, this week with an idea that I had after reading an article. Uh, I posted it on my Facebook um, page. It was by uh, N.T. Wright, who is a New Testament theologian. Um, and uh, somebody that I've read a lot of books from. I really admire his works. Um, But the article that was posted in Time uh, Magazine Online um, is really about how you know, there may not be um, Christian answers to every little thing that's happening that's bad in our lives right now with Corona uh, and that. But the one thing that he said he does know and he does hold on to is that even in our uh, worst moments and in the awful things that happen in life, there may not be a quick and easy answer uh, for why, uh, but that God is with us even in our suffering. And in my Christian tradition, um, I do believe in a meta narrative. I believe that bad things happen because there's sin in the world and there's evil in the world and there is a cosmic battle uh, between good and evil. But there's still just things that are awful, things that, that stink, things that are not fun to experience. And those are not things I think that God causes. I think it is the, the effects of evil in the world. Um, but I do believe that God speaks to us, reaches out to us, works to us and through us in these types of situations, which is what I wanted to start off with today. If we're going to spend um, the week reflecting on what was um, a very difficult week in the, in the lives of the followers of Jesus, Um, especially as they were experiencing it, not having the bigger part of the story, not really understanding that Jesus wasn't just um, the Messiah. Um, he, He wasn't the Messiah that people wanted at that time. They wanted somebody to come and take over uh, Rome and free them from their oppression they were experiencing in that moment. Uh, And what Jesus was doing was far deeper uh, than that, more meaningful, more eternal than that. He was saving us uh, from the captivity of our disbelief, the captivity of the consequences of our sin, giving us hope uh, in a forever with him. Um, so he wasn't the, the Messiah that people wanted. He was the Messiah that we needed. And, uh, and so as the people were experiencing it, it was a very tough week for uh, the people in Jesus' time as they went through uh, the week. And we'll reflect on these things. But I wanted to start off way before the uh, Easter week starts, uh, actually closer to the start of Jesus' uh, ministry for the reflection today. And that is something not too far after he was baptized and started his public ministry. He gave what was really the quintessential message of his ministry. Um, One of the most uh, written down uh, speeches that he ever gave was the Sermon on the Mount. And in the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Jesus starts off with blessings. We call them the Beatitudes. And there's one here that I think is really good news, except it wouldn't have sounded like good news to the people that were hearing it. 
uh, and it comes to, to us from Matthew 5, verse 6. It says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled or satisfied. Um, and what's interesting about that is that Jesus was talking to a group of people who probably were hungry and thirsty, literally. They were oppressed by the Romans. Um, they, they were overtaxed. They had property taken away from them. They had goods taken away from them. Um, you know, and then they would go to the one place that's supposed to free them from that kind of thing, uh, to the temple, and the religious leaders would do a lot of the same things. They would overtax them, have them pay large money for uh, a proper sacrifice and all these kinds of things. So they were experiencing very difficult times. So for Jesus to stand there and say, blessed are those who hunger and thirst, that probably would have gotten their attention like, oh, I'm hungry and I'm thirsty right now. Uh, and then he goes, for righteousness, for they shall be filled or they shall be satisfied. Now, if you believe that what Jesus came to do was to bring good news, then you have to ask yourself in questions like these, well, like, what's the good news of that statement? A lot of commentaries will say that if you read it as, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, because one day they will be filled, satisfied. One day when Jesus comes again, one day in the future, not now, well, that's not really good news. That's that's not good news in the spiritual sense that, man, if I just hold on long enough, one day maybe um, God will come to me or will take care of this. Uh, but it's also not good news for people that, again, are literally hungry and thirsty. It's like saying, well, well, Blessed are you if you're hungry and thirsty now that one day in the future, man, you're going to have enough water to drink. And one day in the future, you're going to have enough food on your table. But right now, ah, yeah, sorry about that. You know, it's not really good news. And so how do you interpret this phrase, this saying of Jesus to where it's good news? Um, and it hit me one day, especially when I was reading this article, it reminded me, uh, this article from N.T. Wright. Um, but it said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for in your hunger and thirst, God is with you. That to me seems to be the good news, is that no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I'm experiencing in this life, whether I have much or I have little, as the Apostle Paul says, that I have learned that God is with me. God is with me through the worst of it. And you know, one of the worst feelings in the world is to feel utterly alone or to go through a difficult time and feel like there's no one there with you. And God has said that you don't ever have to do that because I'm with you every step of the way. And we see that exemplified in the Passion Week, especially when we get to Thursday night and the Garden of Gethsemane and the battle in the Garden of Gethsemane between Jesus and the powers of darkness. Jesus brings the disciples to the Garden of Gethsemane and he um, takes his closest confidants, Peter, James, and John, farther in with him and they say, please pray. Uh, Jesus looks like he never has before. Um, he even says that he is sorrowful even to the point of death. Um, you know, someone wouldn't say that unless they were thinking that right now in this moment, man, I think it'd be better to not be alive. Uh, it's, it's suicidal talk from Jesus in a sense. And he has his closest friends there. But as we learn in that story, they don't stay awake. They're not really good supports. Um, 
And then Jesus goes and, and he wrestles. He, he is becoming in the Garden of Gethsemane sin. Um, and as sin, it, sin is that which is without God. And so he's being separated from his relationship with the Father. And Jesus, we believe, is a part of the Father. He is a part of the Holy Trinity, that which has always uh, been in existence. And so they've never experienced the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, have never experienced a separation until this moment. And as we know more of the story, we realize it's almost too much for Jesus to bear. But as we know, eventually he does make the decision in the garden that he's going to go through with this. But one of my favorite books that retells the gospel stories is a book by Ellen White. Uh, She wrote in the 1800s during the time of the Protestant Reformation and so many things were becoming more and more clear uh, to people. It was the uh, a great awakening of the Holy Spirit and teaching new things and Ellen White uh, was one of these people and she had this uh, beautiful picture of what happened in the Garden of Gethsemane even though it's difficult. She she says that, that Jesus clung to the ground, the cold ground, as if the ground wasn't there, he'd be taken even farther away from God. Um, And it says that as he's wrestling with the forces of darkness, that he tread the wine press alone. She makes it sound like he was alone in his suffering. His friends weren't there for him. He's alone physically in the garden as he's battling with the forces of darkness, as he's feeling this separation, a pain that he's never known and never experienced before. But then the very next line after that says, but God suffered with his son. That God doesn't leave us in our anguish. And even in this time with COVID-19 and all the things that we're going through, and I I see posts of people that are fearful. They don't know what the stock market's going to do, what financially uh, is going to happen through all of this, not just with their jobs, but, you know, just the economy, um, you know, and then of course, how bad is this really going to get? And we don't know these things, but but I do know, even though there's a lot of questions I don't have answers to, I know that God is with us. I know that God is never going to leave us or forsake us, that he is with us always, even to the end of the age. So blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for God is with you in your hunger and thirst. God is with you in the pain, even in the anxiety, even though he tells us not to worry, that God doesn't leave us because we're worried. God is with us. And if we could learn to remind each other that that's the case, maybe that gives us enough hope, enough good news to get through the next hour, to get through the next day, the week, the month, even this season, to know that, hey, everybody, you're not alone. God is with you. And even though you may feel alone, that doesn't mean you are alone. And that is good news that I hope you can take with you as you go about the day. And as I said, the rest of the reflections this week are all going to be tied into um, the Easter week. And so I hope you'll pay attention. You'll go on the journey. You'll read the gospel stories, those last few chapters of each gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, relive the story as the Jews always did. They celebrated their stories. And this is the most important story of our Christian faith. Um, and and so I hope and pray that you'll read through that. Um, let me have a word of prayer for us as we go about the rest of our day or week. Um, yeah, let's pray. Father God, um, I thank you so much uh, that we are here in this time, that, that in this dark time for many of us where uh, we don't know what all is going to happen next and, and some of us are really tired of isolation already or it's really setting in the sheltering in place and 
and that, and uh, and we're wondering when it'll be over. Um, the news we keep hearing, it, it sometimes it's okay, other times it's really not. Um, God and and so in the midst of this, we get to reflect on uh, the most important story of our Christian faith that you loved us so much that you sent your one and only Son. Um, that any of us that would just believe in him and his sacrifice for us would not perish, but it would have everlasting life. And you said through Jesus that you will never leave us and never forsake us, that you're with us always, even to the end of the age. And so blessed are those who hunger and thirst for you are with us in that hunger and that thirst. Thank you for that. And uh, go with us this day. Keep us safe, uh, God. Keep us healthy and uh, draw us ever so much nearer to you that we would see Jesus Uh, no matter what we face this day. We thank you and we love you, and uh, we look forward to the hope that we have that we will get to see you face-to-face one day soon. Until then, we know that you are with us. In your precious name, amen. All right, well, that is it for today. Thank you again for listening. This has been another Reflection in Pastor's Pad, a podcast on on trying to live each and every day with Jesus. Uh, Hope you have a great day. Blessings, and uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow.